the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Bound for our liberty. Captured for our freedom. Rejected for our acceptance. These are the dichotomies that are rich with gospel truth. And we'll explore them together. Coming up today, here on Way of Grace. There is so much of the gospel here in Judges 15. It's exciting to explore, and that is exactly what we're doing here today on the Way of Grace. Welcome to our broadcast. Pastor Jesse Gastand returns us to chapter 15, verses 11 through 19, as we see the beautiful shadows and types of our redemption in the life of Samson. And we see not only in the life of Samson, our Redeemer, but we see his countrymen illustrating precisely who you and I are apart from grace. Here's Pastor Jesse with the details on this edition of Way of Grace. You sing when you see the Lord's glory in the midst of your warfare. You sing unto the Lord. You give praises and thanksgiving unto God in the midst of your adversaries when he shows up like that. Samson can teach you something about worship. He sure can. He can teach you something about worship. And so we see it. And the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily and the cords that were upon his arms became as flax that was burnt with fire and his hands loosed from off him. We'll stop right there. Let's work through two fundamental points, a foreshadow of our redemption. I think most of you are sold out on it. This will keep you safe as a Christian. All your Bible ultimately does is point to who? Lo, I come in the volume of the book. It is written of me. And the joy of that revelation is that we get to see him over and over and over show up in all of the different kind of narrative situations and conditions as all of his names would infer to rescue us. Right. If he's Jehovah Jireh, he will provide. If he's Jehovah Rapha, he will heal us. If he is Jehovah Shema, he will be there. If he's Jehovah Sikinyu, he will prove to be the Lord, our righteousness. He has names, infinite names. You heard it today, and they were all insignated on a crown. Crown him with many crowns. The lamb upon the throne. Why? Because he victors and triumphs over and over and over again for us, in us, with us, through us, by us, for his glory. Is that true, child of God? It's so very true. You're so very true that we always have the victory in Christ Jesus, but sometimes he'll let us go through the lesson. And it can be very arduous and difficult. It's not going to be that difficult for Samson on this second mission. It's going to be difficult the next time around. And we'll talk about the mystery of what makes it difficult for a man 
to love a woman. That's a new novel. Write it down. That's the title of the novel. The mystery of what makes it difficult for a man to love a woman. That's the, listen, that's the adumbration of the story. Do y'all know that? That's the adumbration. Point number one, a foreshadow of our redemption. Three things I want to call your attention to. An act of rebellion, what? Permit it. It's an act of rebellion. Permit it. This is John's gospel, chapter 19, verse 11. Listen to it. In John's gospel, Jesus is in the midst of it. Jesus answered and said unto Pilate, you could have no power at all. Don't you know I can do anything I want? No, you can't. Don't you know if I wanted to, I could call down from heaven legions of angels and just clean this place up right now? See, again, we get to see the optic of the conflict between good and evil, between Christ and the satanic system, between the king of glory and the kingdoms of men, and the kingdoms of men are deluded in asserting that they have freedom and all power to do whatever they want to. That's a delusion. See, the permissive will of God allows all the evil that's going on in the world. Men and women don't even have energy to rebel against God if he didn't give them that energy. Am I making some sense? So you see the king of glory standing there in John 19, right? Now, you know where he just came from. The garden where God gave him power. He prayed, help me, Lord. And that brother's helped now, isn't he? He's helped in such a way, if you guys are keeping up with me in our sanctification series, he's helped in such a way that now he's operating out of an elevated level of joy, an elevated level of expectation because of the joy that's set before him. See what I'm getting at? You see how God has to sanctify your heart and mind in order for you to face opposition and then to do it with a motivational drive that allows you to see through the opposition to the victory. I'm talking to every one of y'all in the room. Because God means for your adversaries to rise up and oppose you. And you and I get to see whether or not we have been walking with the Lord, talking to the Lord, communing with the Lord, fellowshipping with the Lord so that we can know that he's right near me in the midst of my trembling, in the midst of my weakness, in the midst of my fear, so that all I have to do, as you're going to learn, is call on him in Kara. Just call on him, and he'll be there. That's what we know as children of God, don't we? The real mystery for a lot of us, come on now, is the space in between the trouble and the call. Boy, if we are not simultaneously righteous and sinful, we are a mess. Aren't we a mess? Don't you, don't you ever wonder how come it took so long for me to call on God? <laughs> right? Have you ever asked that? Jess, man, you tripping, dude. You done got way over the edge of the plank. And then finally, when you call, God draws you back and you go, you know, man, I could have been done with this long ago. Right. We are slow. 
Lord. But God gets glory out of it. Don't, don't, don't. Yeah, don't, don't pervert it. But God gets glory out of it. I, I do need to learn how to be faster on calling upon God in the midst of my trouble. I really do. I really do. I ain't got a whole lot more time. Just you can't be, brother, you, you, your time is expiring. You better call sooner. <laughs> Help me, Lord. Therefore, the one that delivered me unto you, he has the greater sin. Jesus knew that the father was moving sovereignly in the hearts of men, giving them over to his permissive will to do everything that just happened. Would you agree with that? This is why our subtitle is an act of rebellion. What? Permitted. Acts 2, 23. We're home now because now him who is the greater Samson is in the same predicament. And listen to what Peter said. Just capture this nice little nugget as we continue to move. Him. Who is the him? It's Jesus. Told you your Bible is a him book. An H-I-M book. Him being delivered by the what? Determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God. This is what we mean by God's will, being prescriptive. It, this is what, uh, uh, um, yeah, preceptive, God's will being sovereign, God's will being redemptive. When you read your Bible, here's what you know. God purposed for Christ to be taken by men and bound as he is right now. This was not an accident. It wasn't God failing. Certainly not. It was God's Decree and purpose and counsel, immutable, unchangeable, and necessary for his glory and for the redemption of his people. You do see it, right? Listen to how Peter puts it. The determinate counsel and foreknowledge of God, you have done what? Taken. Is that our account? You've taken him. You've taken him. And with wicked hands. See it? See it? God permitted it, saints. God permitted it. God permits evil in our world. Don't you ever hesitate to say that? Because again, our, our, our religious communities, particularly our churches, have been invaded by humanism and, and, and self-centered ideologies that don't exalt God for who he really is. Nobody does anything unless God permits it. And if we didn't believe evil was in the world, this is the worst evil humanity could ever commit. An atrocity against the holy, harmless, undefiled, separate from sinners, Lamb of God. Is not the human race totally depraved? Now I can see if y'all hung me and killed me, I might give y'all a little break because I'm, I'm not right. <laughs> but not Jesus. You kill the most important person in the universe and you and I are nothing but devils. That's what he meant. The one that turned me over to you, he got it bad. Is that true? So to our second subpoint, a choice to be governed by the flesh. This is what I love about our boy Samson. I already told you that. He says, now swear to me you won't kill me. Right? If you do that here, you can have me. You can have me. That's what we learned, didn't we? You can have me. When they came to him, Jesus says, who are you looking for? If you're looking for me, let these go. And Jesus willingly gave himself to them. What love of God. What love of God for you and what love of God for me. But just for the record, let's take a look at it. John 19, 15. 
just want to help you anchor your Bible in what we would call the interpretation of Scripture. But they cried out, away with them, away with them, crucify him. Pilate said unto them, shall I crucify your what? Was he a king? Was he their king? Is he our king? The chief priest, priest answered and said, we have no king but the Philistines. Do you see it? This is an amazing concept if we were to peer into it psychologically, sociologically, and of course spiritually as people of God. How do you, how does a people designate it to be part of the family of the sovereign God? Own, aspire to a pagan Lilliputian like the Roman Caesar in rejection of God and his son who came to deliver them. How do you do that as a child of God? Are y'all listening to me? Well, I'm not here to answer that question relative to uh, uh, some kind of sharp, terse response because there is not one. This is a mystery. It's a mystery. If God doesn't prepare you to own him, you will disown him. If God doesn't prepare you to confess him before men, you will deny him before men. Raise your hand, raise your hand and tell the truth and be saved. Because you've done it before. Just to keep a job. We can't, can't jump on these brothers too bad. Right? We can't jump on them too bad. I mean, you know, the life and death was right here. Some of us do it for some of the most frivolous things. Instead of stand up for the king of glory and take a hit for his name. Right, it's so important for us to be able to capture these moments and understand the paradox and tension between the flesh and the spirit. And this is why I love to own what we are as true children of God. I'll just tell you, we are righteous and sinful at the same time. And on any given day, God will prove to us we are sinful. And he will help us to understand, but for the grace of God, there we go. Right? He will help us to understand what do you have that you didn't receive? And if you received it from God, why are you boasting like you didn't receive it? A man can receive nothing except to be given to him from daddy. And if he's given you grace to believe, tell people it's the grace of God. It's not your own human nature. You're not better than anybody else. You don't own an ontological characteristic that makes you just believe. Believing is a miracle. Of grace. It's an absolute astounding profundity of expression that a soul could rest in the invisible God in the midst of visible troubles. It's an astounding thing. And why it's so important for you and I to stay close to our Bibles is because we get to have that optic exercise in our thinking every time we read narratives and see how God does have people who know how to stand for his glory in the midst of difficulty. Don't tell me it can't be done. Can be done. You and I just need to be sanctified, don't we? Yes, we do. We need to have our thinking right. We need to have our feeling right. Because if your thinking and your feeling does not walk in harmony with the revelation, you will not do the will of God. Remarkable. Thank you, Lord, for being so faithful to us. And again, you see here, Jesus allowing them to take him. Isn't that right? 
Subpoint C, a rejection of the love and law of God. A rejection of the love and law of God. So what we saw in verse 13 of our text, when they came and they bound him with two new cords and brought him up from the rock is really a kind of parody, as I shared with you before. The devil loves to try to do what God does. Is that right? Remember, I told you God is the one that binds, but here comes the devil binding. And when he binds, he's pretending or portending that he has authority. Now, obviously, God is permitting that because if God didn't want it to happen, it wouldn't happen. This is why the loosening that's about to take place is so miraculous. And we got to learn from it. God allows the devil to mimic him to test those of us who say we know God, but don't. God allows the devil to mimic him to test those of us who say we know God, but don't. And to discipline those of us who really know him, but won't glorify him. Am I making some sense? So those that don't know him can't distinguish between the devil and the true and the living God to save their lives. You have no discernment. You have no spiritual capacity to distinguish between truth and error. If you don't know him, you're dominated by the spirit of error. By nature, the unregenerate man will always choose the wrong thing. We know that because we've been there. We bought the false Jesus every day of our life until the true Jesus came along and showed us his glory. Is that true? And so it's very important for you and I to understand that when we reject God, as my generation is doing, my generation is rejecting God. When you reject the one true and living God, you're rejecting love. God is love. And when you reject love, you're also rejecting law. Don't tell me that there is a lawless love. If it is, it's demonic. Am I making some sense? Keep cultivating your thoughts so that we can enter into this glorious, uh, glorious revelation and expression of God's love for us and Samson's being loosed. When they are binding Samson, it is a representation of humanity wanting to bind God and keep God from ruling over us and keep God from ruling over us through his law. This is why the psalmist said what he said in Psalm chapter two, verse one and two. You guys have heard it. Listen to it again. Why doth the heathen rage? Y'all remember that text? So in your own devotional time, Go, Lord, why do I rage? See? See what I'm getting at? Because we do. Whenever God pushes up against us and our desires with his own desires, averse to our desires, what do we do? We rage. And then we show up. Imagine a vain thing. I know y'all didn't think y'all was going to have a big mirror raised up on you in the house today, but here we go. I'm talking about the people of God. Like deep down in your soul, you complain about things not going your way. And if your complaint were to continue unfettered by the spirit of God, you tie up the whole world. You and your children. 
Is that true? See, that's why God gives us children who haven't yet harnessed all of their emotional ranges. So they act out in extremes. You know, if they was grown, they tear up the whole world. You look at those kids and say, man, I had a monster. My kids are dragons and jackals. Because <laughs> they came from you and me. So why you got to get a cage. I'm speaking metaphorically. Why do the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things? Verse two. But do you not see people walking around with leashes on their kids? Have y'all seen that? Yeah. I already told you last week, this is where we are in the reprobation of our mind, making human beings equal to animals. And when you do that, you can be sure that the powers that be can kill tens of millions of us and not blink. And if you don't know it, they don't care. That'll sink in a minute. When you and I can laugh about our neighbor walking their child like a dog because they are bereft of wisdom, because they threw the Bible away long ago and they fail to understand you train up a child early so that early you put parameters on them. As they get older, you loose the parameters to demonstrate whether or not they know how to bounce between two parameters. And as they get older, you loose the parameters even more. But if you start with the parameters loose, you're getting ready to raise a monster. Now you got to put a rope around his neck. That's not the counsel of God at all. Please know that's reprobate counsel. That's reprobate counsel. The kings of the earth set themselves. That's what's going on in my generation right now. All of your big conglomerate industries are working together, establishing grounds upon which they could completely extricate themselves from the one true and living God and his word. That's what's going on right now in my generation. And the rulers take counsel. Do you see that term? Yeah. So the next time somebody says you're a conspiracy theorist, say yes, Psalm 2, verse 2. Psalm 2, verse 2. John chapter 18 and John chapter 19. And the apostles exposed it in Acts chapter 2, didn't they? You with wicked hands, deliberate, advisatory, planned to kill the Prince of Glory. That sounds like a conspiracy to me, right? Against the Lord and against his, uh, uh, against his anointed, that's the same thing, saying, let us break their what? Bands asunder. In other words, we don't want him ruling over us. We don't want his cords in our conscience. We don't want his cords in our life. We don't want his cords on our society. We want to strip God of all legal righteous authority. We don't want him to have any kind of dominion over us. Now, if God gets on out of the way and just lets us do what we want to, then I'll have that God. But if he's talking about really being God and telling me how I should think and how I should feel and how I should act, Well, now that God is telling me I'm his slave. That's the problem with the God of the Bible. Everybody he made, he says, you're my servant. I'm not yours. It's the battle we got going on here in the narrative with God inserting Samson to help the people of God to know they got their head on backwards. That's where we are in our generation. Let us cast away their cords from us. So this is a unanimous global consensus to get rid of the word of God. And they're doing a great job, are they not? This is why human beings are turning into the monsters they are. 
There's one more verse to look at, Proverbs 5.20. I can take you through a long uh, um, exposition of the concept of cords all through the Bible. They are there. You and I have all kind of cords we deal with. Here's a set of cords that you and I have to work on. And why wilt thou, my son, why wilt thou, my son, be ravished with a strange woman? You see, there's the paradox again of the man with his woman, right? And embrace the bosom of a stranger. Verse 21. Okay, for the ways of men are before the eyes of the Lord, and he pondereth all his goings. Thank you, Lord. Look at verse 22. His own iniquity shall take the wicked himself. Well, you have been listening to Way of Grace with Pastor Jesse Gastand from Grace Bible Church here in Hayward. If you have questions or comments about the program, maybe you would like to learn more about us here at Grace Bible Church in Hayward. Reach out to us by simply calling 510-886-9782, or you can visit our website, grace-bible.com. That's grace-bible.com. Sunday services here at the church are 1030 in the morning. Friday evening is our Friday evening Bible study at 6.30. And man, we've got friends of the ministry from all over the Bay Area who join us for this Friday night Bible study. It is an amazing time of God's Word and sweet fellowship in Christ. 6.30 in the evening Tuesdays, our prayer time and a short Bible study as well. These meetings, again, the directions and information of which you can find at our website, grace Bible. Dot com or by calling 510-886-9782. This program continues to air here on this radio station and on the World Wide Web because you partner with us financially and prayerfully. Thank you for your support. No gift is too small. No gift is too large. And you can either give on a monthly basis or it's a one-time gift. It is all tax deductible, and again, the biggest part of your partnership with us is that we get to continue ministering the gospel of grace here in the Bay Area and all over the world. Consider that as you contact us and join us again next time for another broadcast of Way of Grace with Pastor Jessica Stan. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.